Oh, you guys are so beautiful. I have missed you. And and we are definitely doing, um, we are offering opportunities to social distance because each of us need to decide in our heart what the Lord has told us. So if you need to wear a mask, they're available. If you need to sit separate, we can, we can make sure that there's room for that. The kids are outside. We're doing all of those things to stay safe. But we also know that we don't run in fear because we serve a big God. So I have missed you guys, and you guys are seriously so beautiful. I was like, I am a people person, so without people, it is a little difficult for me. Um, on my defense, I grew up in a house of 11 people. I didn't know that you could have alone time. Um, I was in fifth grade before I had my own room, but by that time I was already an auntie. Um, I became an auntie in third or fourth grade. So, so all of these things, there were just always people around. And um, so I like that. I like a full house. So the Lord thought it was really funny. And he said, I'm going to send you an amazing husband, which he did. And he likes to have <laughs> alone time. And he's just thinking, Lord, why did you send this woman? Like, she's just like, come on in. You can have dinner. You can live here. It's fine. Even strangers, I'm just like, you know, hey, come sit with us at the restaurant. Come, you know, walk with me as we shop in there. And um, he's gotten used to it. If he needs his alone time, he just leaves and leaves me to it. But um, so for me, this is a really great day because I have missed you guys. But I love hearing all the things that God has done. Do you know, I ha- like in this church alone, like everyone that has talked to me, God has blessed them in the middle of this chaos. God has held them. They have grown. It's just been awesome that almost, almost completely 100%. I mean, there's moments, but almost everybody in here I've talked to has had a story of how God has blessed them above and beyond in this season that was supposed to be of lack. God's like, oh, no. Enemy's not taking anything from my kingdom. So I just want to, to share that. Oh, I'm excited. Um, something he gave to me. Look at this beautiful tan already. I am a month ahead. Right? I mean, God says he'll give you the desires of your heart, so it may be trivial for some of you, but for me, that's, that's, just a, that's something that God does for me. He's just like, I'm going to give you the beach, sit out there, um, and do some work and... You know, not many people can say I get to have my office from wherever the beach or wherever I am, but that's what I get to do. So it's been really good, and I'm really happy to see you guys. And I got a word for you today, and I hope it's really good for you guys. If it's not, throw it back and catch a new one. It's okay. You know what? God will always send you something in timing. So let's just pray and open, and let's just see what God's going to do and how he's going to move in our lives today. So. Lord, we just thank you that you gave us this day to just come together. You gave us this day to just come and have joy and celebrate and encourage each other. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to release power over this day. You're going to release power of the words spoken today. And I thank you, Lord, that it is going to fall on great soil that is in turn going to grow and expand into new areas. So we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, and for those of you that are at home, I just want to say hi, and I'm glad that you're with us on Facebook Live. Um, So if you're watching, we love you, and I hope this is a great word for, for you too. So 
So I'm going to talk about reset. We had a storm a couple days ago. It was, I kind of liked it because I was in my house, you know. <laughs> Maybe if I was out driving in it, I might not have liked it as, as well. But, um, and the power went out. And so when you wake up in the morning, what do you have to do? Reset all your clocks and, and put everything back and your answering machine. You've got to reset it. You've got to start it over. You've got to make it work properly. Make sure it's on time that it's effective. So um, we have to prepare so it will run correctly because if you don't reset it and you go into the next day, you know, you're late for work and it just brings a lot of chaos. So I looked at that and I thought, God, we, we, re- we need to sometimes reset things. And I look and, and I was just talking to the Lord about it and he's like, well, I did that for the world. And he said, the world was in chaos Um, the world was full of evil, destruction, rebellion, and sin. And he said, I'm going to step back to what I originally created the world for, and I'm going to send Jesus. He didn't destroy it. He didn't just leave it and say, well, I hope it works out. He said, I've got the answer. And so he did a reset, and he said, I'm going to send Jesus so that from here on out, you always can get out of chaos. You always, you know, have an ability to um, not live in sin and, and, you know, you can live in, in joy and righteousness and peace. So um, God sent Jesus. He, he did the reset and he said, I'm sending my son. He's going to do that for all humanity, not just one person, not just one time, not just for one generation, but he's going to do that for all humanity to ever come. That's a big reset, guys. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I can barely set my clock right sometimes. <laughs> You know, have you ever like set it for the a.m. and you meant to set it for the p.m. and then it's like, huh, in the morning you're like, oh, what's happening? It's like four o'clock, you know, and you're like, why is my alarm going off? It's four o'clock in the morning. So I can barely handle a reset with my clocks around the house. And God's like, well, I'm going to do it for all humanity, past, present, and future. Wow. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. So, um, and he came, just came, and he, and he made, to make it right for everyone for all time. He gave us the ability. He made it so that sin could not triumph without our consent. Do you know that tr- sin can only triumph in, triumph in your life with your consent? Jesus came so that, you know, sin is not like we're forced to sin. Like, it's just so oppressed and so much, you know, the enemy is so, you know, prevalent in the earth that you can't help but sin. No, that's not how it is. Jesus came and he said, you know, sin has no place in your life without consent because I already paid for it. It doesn't get to come in unannounced. It doesn't get to break down the doors, does it? It only can come in through our consent because, you know what, we are, Jesus already paid for it. Sin doesn't own us. Sin doesn't have right in our life. So I love what it says in John 10.10. 10. Um, it says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal and slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expected, life in its fullness, until you overflow. That's what God did. He said, there is all this stuff going on. That's what the enemy planned for you. That's what the enemy planned for humanity. But this is what I'm going to do for you. In abundance, overflowing, fullness. That's good. When I'm thirsty, don't give, have you ever went to grab your water bottle and it's like this much and you get to the bottom and there's not enough and you need more? 
man, no, I want it overflowing where it's like I'm, I have the big water bottles that like have this thing and every time I drink, I'm like a two-year-old and it's like going all down me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it matches, you know, I'll wear a blue shirt, water, it'll, it'll soak in, it'll be fine. But no, that's, God said that's how it is. Like you, your thirst will be quenched beyond, you know, and not just, not just your thirst, but I'm also going to refresh you on top of that. He wanted more overflowing, you know, amazing amount of goodness in our lives. That's what, that's what God did. And he said, you know what? It, it made, there were choices, there were sin. You know, Adam and Eve, that, that started the sin. But God didn't say, well, we're done. We, we can't fix this. You know, I just got to live. You know, how would you feel if every time the power went out, you just had to start living on that time and just go from there? I mean, everybody would be like, well, our power didn't go out, so we still have to be at work at 9, but you have to be at work at 1 o'clock. And, right? No. So God's like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So he came. He sent Jesus. He had a reset. He gave us all this. He won the overflow. And I think sometimes things that have worked for us, um, I used to be like, I used to set my clocks like 10 or 15 minutes ahead. And I knew I had that time. And then people come over, they're like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, no, that's not the real time. And they couldn't figure out. They're like, could somebody please tell me the actual time in this household? Because every single clock is different. None of them are the real time. Not one clock. I mean, thank the Lord for cell phones because if it used to be in my house, that's what But I thought that works because, you know what, for me, I thought it was working. Um, it made me um, get up early or things like that. And it didn't really work because then I would always be like, well, I know I have 10 more minutes. <laughs> so it didn't, it didn't really work. So I want to talk about that sometimes things that we do in the kingdom. Sometimes we do in our everyday life. Sometimes the way that we walk things out. And maybe we've lived this way for generations. Um, and has been the norm. It, it might not be beneficial to us. Do you know what I mean? I think about how um, me and Matt chose to raise our girls. Now, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it's like, you do that, you're going to get a spanking, right? And and you do as I say and not what I do and all of these things that maybe that's what parents had. Those are the tools. And I was like, those tools did not work because I got really good at going around those and lying and sneaking and all these things. So those don't work. I don't want my kids to do things. I mean, I wasn't a bad kid, guys. I was not. I was, I was a good, mischievous child. But I didn't do things, you know, a lot of, I've only crashed one of my mom's car and blamed it on somebody else. Only one. Okay, so not too bad. But, you know, I thought, I don't want that for my children. I need something. This is maybe what people have been doing for generations, but guess what? That wasn't working. So I wanted something new, and I hope my kids, do you guys love me? Like, am I a good mom? Encourage me right now. Okay, good. <laughs> they did get that from me. Um, but maybe the norm, maybe it, we've been living it, and it's been okay, and but it may not really be that beneficial to us. I don't know if you guys experience that, but sometimes we do things and maybe they're not that beneficial to us. You know, I'm a hard worker, so I work 70 hours a week, but, you know, but my family's laid, you know, slaughtered on, the t- on that time. They don't get any time with me and I've destroyed my family, but I'm a hard worker. Okay, well, is that what God wanted for you? It's worked for generations. What are you putting first? Things like that. Like sometimes we have, we have, destroyed things in our life for things that we think are good because you know it is good to work the bible says you don't work you don't eat 
a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, you know? It's like, hey, that's not, you've got to do that. You've got to work. God's called us to do that. So things that maybe we've thought, these are really great, and they've worked for us, or we've just done it, that might not be beneficial for us. So things like overworking, giving too much of our time to our hobbies and entertainments, you know, even including good hobbies, um, you know, going to friends and families to connect to meet all of our needs, bef- you know, before we go to God to meet our needs. And I think that we've all got to experience that as we had to go to God. We, we couldn't be around our friends and families for the past, you know, couple months and so we had to go to God to meet those needs because there wasn't anyone else there you couldn't go and complain or or have all these counsel or anything you know you weren't maybe getting encouragement from other people um so you needed to get that encouragement from the Lord so sometimes we we do those things and all those can be good you definitely want friends you want to please work keep going to your job um important take care of your family um have hobbies, do fun things, and stuff like that. So all those things can be good, but when we fill them up and we stuff it in and we only have this small space to squeeze God in, it's like, you know, God God asks for just a little bit of time, and, and we start pushing out, like, my prayer time started as 10 minutes and, you know, as I've got to sleep in, it can get lower and lower. And it's like, and then by the end, you're like, thank you, God, just take care of it, you know? No, we don't want to do, we don't want to get to that point. I mean, God will still, you know, if, if, you're in, if you're in the middle of something and you say, God, I just need you to take care of all this, and that's all you say, he can still do that. But man, I'm not going to have a real close relationship if that's always how I talk to him. You know, if I just always say to my kid, good morning, and I don't say anything to them the rest of the day, I'm probably not going to have a real close relationship with them, Right? That's the same with God. We can't just squeeze, you know, here's our work, here's our day, and we just keep squeezing and, and pushing God out of it. Pretty soon we're going, we're going days without interacting with him, without hearing from him, without, not, without acknowledging what he has done for us. It's kind of scary. You know, we have went through a difficult season on the earth right now. That's true. All the bad things that were happening before are still happening, plus we have a pandemic on top of it, and, and we have all of these un- unrest and, and terrible things that are going on, and that's what the enemy meant. He meant, it said up there, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He meant for division and destruction. But God... <laughs> That is the best two words that you can keep in your vocabulary. All of this is happening in my life. But God, that means God's going to do something different. God's going to turn it around. No matter what it looks like, you say, but God has something different for me. So if you can keep anything in your vocabulary, so if you, if you feel like I have to complain every day and I'm angry about this or whatever, but then you have to say, but God... But God, he is going to do this, or he is doing this, or he has done this. So he gave us, in the middle of this, in the middle of this destruction and and this division and all these things, you know, God said, I'm going to give you the opportunity to slow down a little bit. Not just you, but the world in general has had a little bit of a breath 
You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, because we can't run to five practices, you know, a week. We can't go shopping every day. We can't go out to eat and our family is separated, you know, different places for dinner every night and, and all of these things that we filled up all of our time with. We can't go do this hobby and this and that. And you know what I mean? Even things, even things that are good, even godly things, like Bible studies, if you feel like you got to go to Bible study every single night and then you leave your family and don't take care of them, is, is that godly? But you're talking about God. You know, I mean, even think like that. We can even do, God's like, no, I need you to rest. Come back to what I, I intended for you. So he gave us a little bit of a rest, and it made us think about what was really consuming us. If in this time you got a little bored, or you got annoyed because you couldn't do things or go places, then that's a real indicator for what was really consuming your life and your time. I loved being with my kids. They're like, they're not going to school. I'm like, yes, I love them. They're so, you know, like, I was like excited because I'm like, I know I'd be a terrible homeschool mom. <laughs> so I'm glad that my kids are not little because I would probably be like, you don't even have to get dressed, wear clothes. I'd be like, oh, here's an ice cream sandwich for breakfast. I don't, you know, but luckily <laughs> I went through those stages with help, and now, you know, my kids, like, they're doing their school. But I thought, I get to see them every morning. We get to go do things. We've been watching movies and going places. And it's just, I love it. And I thought, Lord, thank you for showing me what consumed my life was my family. And, but, it, but there were some other things that I was like, mm, I didn't want to hear that one, God. I did not want to hear that that one was consuming me. I didn't want to hear, you know, and as we go on, you know, in the middle of this, God gave us this rest. He gave us the opportunity to apply our faith. How many of you guys have had an opportunity to really apply your faith in this season to something? Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's, there was terrible things going on. We needed to apply our faith. So God's like, I'm going to give you an opportunity for, you know, maybe finances or healing or, or you know, God gave us time to slow down and talk with him, to pr have prayer and petition for the world. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure everybody in here has spent time praying for people in different parts of the country and the world at this time. And, you've, and not, just, not just for your family, but you've probably been praying, you know, globally during this. Um, and maybe you didn't do that as much because it wasn't right here, you know. It wasn't right there, and sometimes we get going in our busyness and we forget God still wants us to, to talk to him, to pray and, and intercede, you know, for others. So we got to think, did we do that? Did we take that time? You know, when we come in a time where it has been chaotic and we don't know what's going on and it's hard to see, God, why are you doing this? Or, and, and we think God did it and we don't know that, you know, there's an enemy. And it's like, what did we do? Did we do anything? Did we change anything? Did our mindsets change? Did we spend more time with the Lord? Um, did we um, spend more time thinking of others and praying and meeting needs when God gave us the ability to do that? What did we do? Or were we just pining to come to church as usual? I mean, I, I really loved church from my living room because I only had to pick out a top. Um, you know, it was good. Uh, okay, disclaimer, I did have pants on. They just weren't jeans. 
<laughs> like yoga pants, shorts, um, things like that. But you guys also got to experience some of our life in that because you got to see when my amazing little pets were causing a racket and, and barking at everybody and, and um, just things like that. You got to, all of you can now say you've been in our home um, and, and things like that. But were we, we weren't like, oh, we have to have church. We have to do this. We have to, we had church. And now we have church again in, in, in the way that we did, and, and we're meeting together. But God was saying, if that was taken from you, could you still follow me? Would you still follow the same? Would you still volunteer? Would you still reach out? Would you still be praying? Would you still be connecting with people if it wasn't easy for you just to come into a room and they're just waiting for you at the door to welcome you and say, welcome, tell me about your day. Is there anything I can pray for you? Could, were you still doing the same things where you, were, you should have been doing? We got a little wake-up call, didn't we? Now, don't raise your hand for that one, okay? <laughs> but we did. We got a little wake-up call because some of us maybe didn't know how to have church without a building. We didn't know how to have church in the normal way. Like, what if there's not worship music? I mean, if you drove by my house when I'm mowing the lawn, I'm sorry. I just felt like when I got on the lawnmower, I put my, my um, beats on, couldn't hear nothing, and I just sing to the Lord. And I probably looked terrible because, you know, I had my, how do I say this? I was wearing the least amount of clothing you can to get sun, and I'm praising the Lord, and sometimes my, I was just praising, I was singing at the top of my lungs, my, my lawnmower just going everywhere. And I'm like, if someone drives by at this moment, it looks like I'm just yelling at myself or yelling. <laughs> or I don't know what it looks like. You know, I'm like, got no shoes on and my hair's, all, you know, and, and I got tank top on, all these things. And I thought, God, can I worship? Or do I have to have worship? I mean, you guys are so awesome. Like, we had live worship today, which was amazing. How many of you guys love that? That was so good. In the midst of that, God's like, Oh, I'm going to do something for you. We've been, we've been asking the Lord to send for years. And God's like, when it's my time, quit making it your time. You know, God did say that to me over a year ago. It's not about your timing or what you want church to look like. It is about my timing and what, what my church needs to look like. And I thought, you know, and it was so awesome, you know, And God's like, it's their time, these ladies' time to step out and walk in the gifting and calling that I had on their life. And that's what they're doing. This may not be there forever, but this may be their first step of what God is calling them to do. And they've been obedient, and they've been um, doing what God has asked them to do. So, but... So that's different for us. You guys have been so good. Like, we can worship to anything. So if it's on your lawnmower, or if it's in your living room, um, you know kids are over my house and I'm like we're just gonna worship in the living room and they're just like okay this lady's just singing in the corner to the the wood stove okay what's going on <laughs> they laughing because they know it's true mom's just jumping around doing cartwheels she must be worshiping um <laughs> that was a fun one um I like that so what I'm saying is it doesn't have to look like everything, like maybe we don't have the right lighting or, or maybe we don't have, you know, like, you know, a guitar player, things like that. And all those things are good. And God gave all those gifts. And that's what, but can I do it without if God says, 
Can I worship him anywhere at any time in any season? And that is what I think that God gave us. It says, instead of pining back for that, we're saying, okay, God, we're still meeting. Um, because church as usual doesn't always work. We found that out. During a pandemic, church as usual did not work. <laughs> Didn't work. You showed up here. I mean, look at us. We're, we're in a different location right now because things are still going on. And then last week we were supposed to meet. And then, of course, the one water main that breaks in the entire village is one foot from this building. So then we have no water. So then we're like, actually, you know what? Now we look like liars because we're going to go back online another week. And, and we had to keep doing this. I mean, it was crazy. I was like, I don't care if anything happens. We're just at this point like... Just show up. I don't know if you have seats. I don't know if we have, you know, tech that's going to work. I don't know if, you know, I don't know what's going on. Just show up. And we just, if we have to wander around a little bit, whatever. You know, like, this is what has been, because church as usual doesn't always work. Because I don't think God just does the, I don't think he has the, he doesn't have a template for how it should look. And I love that. Um, I don't know if Matt loves that about me. Because, like, I would change things. He'll be like, we got it all right. I'm like, oh, we're doing this, though. I feel like we've got to change this stuff. He's probably like, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, I realized, one of the things I realized, not even just in, in since the pandemic, but just in the last, I would say, six, nine months of my life, is God's allowing me to be different and to be how he created me to be because I've got to spend more time with him. So if we look and um, we think about what Jesus did, you know, he did things differently than what maybe the synagogues and the churches during his time were doing, right? The temples and things like that. Jesus knew that you don't go 100 miles an hour and just fill your, you know, Jesus slowed down. He took time. Do you know that he stopped for the one numerous times? That's so important. I don't care if you're a church of 30 or 50 or 100 or 1,000. If you're too big to stop for the one, you're too big. Jesus did that. And he had tens of thousands of people coming when he, when he uh, did a service, is what we would call service. But, but he still would stop for the one. You know, he, he didn't just look at the people who are important. He said, like Layla, in that word, wasn't that a great word that she gave and released? She sent that a couple days ago. I was like, that is for the church. That is awesome. And so just like when she was talking about Mary and Martha, you know, he, he sat with them. You know, he is a pretty important guy. Big deal. Um, you know, tons and tons and tons of followers and people that wanted to hear him. And he said, oh, I'm going to go sit and just hang out at your house for a little bit, you know. He sat with them. You know, he stopped to heal the one many times. The woman with the issue of blood. You know, there were people, you know, all up in his space. And I think, you know, if you're a, if you're a person that has a big bubble, that would be a little scary. But, you know, and he stopped. And he made everyone else stop. And he's like, no, 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 no. We got to go back because that one reached out to me. And I, he could see the one. So our goal is to be like Jesus. He is our role model. He, we have to look to him. You know, we want our families and our churches, you know, to look like him, right? We want, that's what I, I want my life to look like his. So I want to make sure I'm doing the things that he did. 
He is our role model. You know, we are Christians, little little Christ. Like, you know, when people look at you sometimes with your children, like, oh, you just look, look just, you're just like your mom or, or you're just like your dad. Well, we're just like Jesus because we have his spirit living inside of us, so we're just like him. And so if he, if he is our role model, if he is our king, if he, you know, um, is our savior, then we need to start making sure that our families and our churches and our walks look like him. So God, I felt like God said, let's just reset it a little bit. Let's just slow down and remember why you have the blessing you have, why you have the grace that you have, why you have the provision that you have. And, um, you know, what the enemy meant for bad, God's like, I'm going to turn it all around. Every time that the enemy makes a move, God makes a bigger move. <laughs> it's almost hilarious to watch. Like, if you, like, sat back and watched this and you're like, you think that the enemy would just stop because he never wins. He never wins. Every time he does something, he's like, I gotcha. God's like, <laughs> he's just laughing, <laughs> you know, because he, he can never get God. You know, I look at during these months, we had more free time to help meet needs in others. We definitely had more time to pray. Um, our life was kind of brought right to us. We had to really think, what's going on in my life? How am I living my life? It was brought right to us. And we had to realize that we needed to open the gates back up with what? Thanksgiving and praise. That's what he said. Sometimes we get so busy, we forget to thank God and praise him for all he's doing. We're like, God, how could you do this? And God's like, I did not do this. <laughs> and we're like, I just can't serve God. I can't serve you anymore, God, because of what you've done. And God's like, I did not do this. <laughs> Instead of thanking him for all the things, we forget to be thankful for all that we have. And, and just, I know, like, I've just been praying more and how thankful during all, all of this sickness that's going on that I live in a country that has access to food, has access to my basic needs, housing and stuff, because listening, I've been connecting with, you know, other pastors and leaders, and I just had one um, from Kenya yesterday connecting and telling me, like, a little bit, and I thought, oh my gosh, like, all the things I'm worried about, like, these are nothing compared to what they're going through, so thank you, Lord, thank you that I was even born here. And I think we need to remember to thank God and, and praise him, and that's going to change um, what we're going through. So I got time to realize, I think, and maybe you did too, but I'm not going to speak for you, that we were allowing things to share the spotlight with God. I looked and I was like, I have too many things sharing the spotlight with God in my life. And they weren't even bad things. I'm not saying they were sin, but God should not have to share the spotlight in my life with anybody or anything, any hobby, any place of employment, nothing. God should never have to share the spotlight. He is God. We are here because of him. He did this for us. He gave us everything we have. He's shown us more grace than we should have ever received. He's so good. So I'm going to share... Um, what God did for me, and, it, and if it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, good. That means you're doing really well. So, um, so when everything was kind of pulled away, shut down, 
locked up, I really got to see what was important and if I was doing that well or not. <laughs> Isn't he the cutest little thing? He just wanted to make Grandma take him for a walk. You know, because that's her, if you guys don't know, that's Jaden Jordan's little one. And, you know, Grandma and Grandpa live right here. That's where they live from here on out, you know. He's so adorable. So, but we just bless him as he goes for a little walk. But so I'm going to share with you um, what happened when this is going on. And I, I got to see that I kind of allowed a lot of drama in my life. And I created it. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, gosh, how are we going to deal with this? How are we... I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a little dramatic. <laughs> I can say that, you can, right? Like you're making things bigger than they were, and I was like, you're like, oh my gosh. No, I can be dramatic, like dramatic, like physically dramatic, but I mean like I was like bringing drama to myself to other situations, like, oh, is God big enough for this? <laughs> yeah, he is, okay? <laughs> kind of realize, like, he is big enough for this. But you know what I mean? Like, you think, how are we going to deal with this situation? Oh, my goodness. And I was actually inviting drama and creating it, and, and God's like, have you noticed that you have less drama in your life since now you're not creating it? And I was like, oh, my gosh. What's going on? <laughs> That I, I would love to say that I was just like, oh, you know, thank you, Lord. But I was more like, oh, my gosh, I felt like I got hit in the stomach. Because, you know, we're, every person's like, I just don't want drama in my life. Just no drama. And we're creating the drama in our own life, right? But we're like, I just don't, I just can't deal with drama-filled people. You are a person, so you probably have drama. The only goal is to have less. You're probably going to never have zero, Okay, you're dramatic because you're a person and you have thoughts and feelings and ideas. So there's going to be a little drama. So because always when people are like, I just don't hang out with them because they're full of drama. I'm like, but you kept listening to it. So what part of drama are you? <laughs> Anyone else get punches? <laughs> I mean, I was just speaking on myself. If you felt that that was not me and that was the Holy Spirit. It was a hard pill to swallow, and, but I had to repent. I had to move on and just be like, it's not a big deal. Like, God, I, God's going to do stuff in this. Like, I just started saying, God is good. He's going to do it. You know, before I'd be like, oh, my gosh, we can't meet in our normal location, and now this happened. Now it's like, eh, like, it's fine. Like, we can be flexible. I don't have to be like, oh, this and that. You know, we can calm down a little bit, you know. And I don't have to think that, like, people are after us. Like, they're just, you know, they just don't like Christians. No, they probably just have their own things going on. They're not even really thinking about what we're going through, right? How many of you guys have experienced that you think, this person just was rude to me and they're out to get me? But they're just trying to live their life and they might be, like, drowning. <laughs> and they don't know that they're pulling you down with them because <laughs> they're drowning. I don't know if you've ever um, tried to save someone that was drowning. I did once. Do you know what they do? They climb up you. They, you can say, calm down. They're not going to calm down. They climb up you, and they, pull, they try to pull you under. You know how you get out of that? Nope. No. You go underwater, and you keep going under, and then you just keep dunking them until they're done with the drama. Usually they pass out. Then, just take them It is. You cannot move forward. 
if you're allowing drama to lead. So that is, that one is, and obviously I made it. I didn't get drowned. <laughs> but it was scary. And then I learned, my mom's like, well, you should never go up to a drowning person. I taught you that and you didn't listen. I was like, yeah, I didn't listen. <laughs> my mom always taught me, you know, you hang out there, let them um, come to you. So, so I got to reset. What does God say? You know, um, what does God say? Am I like, I have like, what does society say about who I should be, how we should act, you know, how we should minister, how church would look. And I thought, okay, God, you're saying that not everything fits into a mold. And, uh, you know, we don't have to lead like other church leaders. We don't have, our church doesn't have to look exactly like another church because we're in this community and we have the callings and gifts for this group of people. So we can't put a cookie cutter on it. God never did. So we've got to quit trying to do that. I learned to be a little more flexible. Um, it makes it really easy to hear from God w- when you're a little more flexible. Um, in ways you may have missed because you were so busy doing it your way. Do, so busy worrying about how everyone else is acting, how everyone else is, what everyone else is doing, um, how they do this or how they do that. And we get so worried and, and and we miss hearing from God because we're so busy and we're filling that up with everything else that we miss hearing what God is saying to us. Um, and sometimes we, we turn from it because it just doesn't fit how we think it should look. I really am a person that, um, for me, I really am a person that I like to have a little failure and let people try again. Um, because because I don't know, I can't judge your heart or your heart or anybody's heart and say, well, this is how God wants you to receive from him. This is how God wants you to respond. And this is how God wants it. You know what? They can hear from God. Every person that has the spirit of Christ living in them can hear from God effectively. And sometimes we just need to practice that because we've been listening to our own drama. And sometimes we just need to practice hearing from God. And sometimes... Sometimes we miss it, and sometimes, you know, it's right on. And so sometimes it, just because we don't fit in doesn't mean that God is not um, moving or doing a work where we are. So um, 2020 and the months coming up to it, God really opened me up. And I say open up because there's times that God has broke me because I've been rebellious or living in fear, and God had to break that off. But when I say God opened me up, and um, that's what he began to do, and I just feel like that's, what, that's how he wants to walk with us. He doesn't want to have to break us. You don't want to have to break your children, right? You want to open them up and, and give them experiences and opportunities. So in this new season, God just opened me up. He walked me through the worst times in my life, in this last year. But in that, he gave me, you know, he gave me words and messages and wisdom to comfort not just me, um, but other people in my life. And maybe I didn't do it the way that everyone said I should do it, but I did it the way God said that I should do it. And what he started doing is he started peeling back these layers um, 
in preparing me for that reset of that new season. Uh, I had never walked before. I had never walked a lot of these things. I'm used to just hurry up, do this. And, you know, with my mom, I had to slow down and take care of somebody else. And I had to adjust my schedule. And I had to give up all the things. I want to be here with my kids and I want to do this. And I had to give up all the things that I want to do. I want to do this for church and ministry. And this should look like this. And God's like, that's not what you're doing. That's not what you're doing. So don't worry if you don't look the way that everyone thinks that you should look when you're walking out the call of God on your life. He has that season for you, and he's going to walk you through that. So he started showing me um, I was not going to fit like a peg in a hole because, number one, I wasn't a peg and there are no holes. And I thought, well, then I've been really, I've been running around trying to find this pegboard that I can fit into, and every time I find one, I don't fit into it. And God's like, that's because I didn't create those. I didn't create this little puzzle thing like that. You're not a toy to see what happens when you're manipulated. That's not how God made us. He said, I'm going to peel you back so that you can see who you truly are, what, who I've called you to be, what I've asked you to do and created you to do on this earth and in, in, in your season. So, and what I realized, it, it wasn't being upfront preaching which I love. I love being here. I love sharing what God is doing. It wasn't teaching classes, which I also love, or giving awesome prophetic words. I love giving those. I love receiving those. How many of you guys love? Like, that's good. That's good. You know, but it wasn't those. It wasn't keeping things perfect for service and time and all of these things and meetings. It wasn't about that. God started peeling back and he said, those things are not who I created you to be. Those things are just an effect that you have that, that you do. And, you know, it wasn't about trying to make the right connection with the right people at the right time and networking. I mean, I spent most of our lives trying to make connections because I thought this will get our church ahead. This will get, this will get you know, like God's favor on us. And, and this is what looks good to people. And this will get people coming in. And God's like, did I ask you to bring in the masses? If I didn't ask you, don't you worry about it. That's his job. That's his job. We're trying to do that network. Of it. I got to be this friend instead of God's like, I'll tell you what friends you need. I'll tell you who your Jonathans are. Because we can't be everyone's Jonathan, right? Not everybody. So God's like, I put things together. You have your right people and your places and your timing. And I thought, oh, man. You know, trying to get that platform in and just fit in. You know, and, and as he pulled back the layers, he chose me. When he, when he showed me, I chose you to lead and that all those things didn't make me a good leader. They didn't make me who I was. They didn't make me walk into my calling. Um, and God showed me in, it's very emotional, but God showed me that Sarah, when you go out and you grab someone's hand and you just sit there and hold their hand when they're struggling, that is how I created you to lead. You know, when I laugh with them and I cry with them, when, when, when you go out and you spend time with the undesirables of the world, that is being a successful leader. That is being a successful follower of Christ. That is being a successful part of the kingdom. Not that those other things don't make you successful, you know, 
speaking or teaching or classes you're encouraging but God's like that's not who I created you to be and that was just when no one was watching and God said all those things all those things that no one sees is what make you so important in my kingdom and I was like whoo and and I got to see in that season that he reminded me that me and Matt, we chose to put, you know, he said something that God spoke to us many years ago is never lay your children on the, minis- on the altar of ministry. Your family is going to lead by you having a good family. And so I, I got to see how the children in our household, you know, putting them first was honorable. And that is how we have been able to have any influence in this world was the little things taking the extra five minutes doing that and I was like God this is so good like that is so influential like that is how you're using the gifts and call you placed in us and some of you are in that point and you think well my job isn't that important you know I don't live in a big area no one even knows if I'm here or not and God's like that's okay because your influence is going to come out of that And so my heart kind of reset, and I started looking at the church, and I'm like, God, if you want us to stay small and just be big people in a small place, awesome. If you want us to be big, we'll do that too, but please help us. (laughs) Right? I like to hug people. I like to say hi to everybody. I mean, I would spend half my morning just being like, give me a hug. You know what I mean? Like, got to keep it under control. I'm sorry, I did not mean that. I don't, I was a joke. You don't have to keep it under control. Let it go. So God kind of reset us to that factory setting. The standard of prayer, thanksgiving, and faith. That's how we got to go. Prayer, thanksgiving, faith. Well, you don't know what's going on in this earth. Well, I know that prayer, thanksgiving, and faith is going to happen in this household. So, but this is happening. But then we just pray, and we'll be thankful, and we'll have faith what God, that God is going to do a work. But you don't know how bad it is. Okay, that's okay. But let me just pray for you, and then I'll be just thankful, and then I'll put my faith on it. Factory reset. We're going to pray. We're going to have thanksgiving, and we're going to have faith. Boom, if you can keep those in your life. So we get to apply it. We get to use it, and we get to access those. So in this season, it's not terrible. So we've got to quit saying it's terrible. Terrible things have happened in this season. Every season that the Lord puts his hand on is good. Terrible things can happen in a good season. So we need to turn our eyes to Jesus, and we need to be more thankful, you know, for this kingdom family connection. You know, slow down, and then just put your prayer and your thanksgiving and your faith on every situation that comes to you, for you, and do what he has asked you to do. You go out and you walk that every single day. Whether you're in your home or you're in this building or you're at work, you need to say, it doesn't matter what's going on because I'm going to apply prayer, thanksgiving, and faith. So let's just pray.